Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. I'm ready. Hey, we have Barry White back. <laughs> I'm Barry back. back in the USA. Back in the US. Back, back in the US. US. Back in the US. Back in the US of A. Of A. By the way, the Beatles did not ask me to sing that song. Oh, is that a Beatles song? All right. Okay. Back in the US. Back in the US. Well, you know, I uh, it was a great trip. And there's so much that we took from this trip. Mm-hmm. It'll come into our conversations probably even today. But I must say that we're having some technical difficulties today, so we don't really have anything to present on the screen. I'm so sorry. You guys are gonna have to look at us. This is the way it's gonna be. But we could always shift Whoa. it around. Yeah. Or we yeah, could, yeah, I like that. I like that. We do oh. that like boom. <laughs> that was too good. All of a sudden, I got a big head. <laughs> too good. That's too good. There you go. Hey, we need to tell you that if we're not up here next week, boom. And <laughs> times chat, people. Hey, uh, it is great to be back. It, I'm still recovering from the jet lag from Saturday, flying all day. And um, GJ, how are you? I'm good. I'm I'm recovering too from seeing my face. <laughs> <laughs> All I have is one impression of you going like this. Oh, playing volleyball next to a volcano. That's right. In Iceland. Yeah, I did that just for you. Appreciate it. Yeah. And, and all of our viewers who thought all those people are crazy, and now you're one of them. But I have to tell you, this volcano, this caldera, it's been dormant for 3,000 years. So I felt pretty good. But I have to say, I thought that I might have seen a bubble come up in the middle of that, you know, body of water inside the caldera. And I got a little nervous. Well, here, here's what I say. 3,000 years. Okay, that makes sense. You feel safe. All it takes is 3,000 and one. one. <laughs> well, that means next year. So I'm good to go. Or is it 3,000 years and a day? And a day. Or, and a minute. Yeah. One second. Yeah. You know, the crazy thing is that all over Iceland, you've got these volcano meters that are just sticking up out of the ground in different places. You're like, what? You know what we call that? There's your sign. There's your sign. And and then not only that, but we, uh, as we're driving on the southern part of Iceland, we drove all the way along the southern border of Iceland, which is an island. And there were lava fields for miles that were covered in this kind of green, mossy grass. And I thought, oh my gosh, this there must have been one massive explosion 
to have caused all of this lava to flow that far down to the sea. And I, I mean, it was, it was, it was like being on a different planet. It didn't even feel like I was on the same planet. So it was, it was pretty cool, pretty cool. But you know, it was a, it was definitely a bucket list item on the trip. And I'm glad we went, glad we saw it. I said it was probably one of the most beautiful and dangerous places on the planet. So there you go. Well, as you're telling me about with all the meters and how they live, in spite of living on on top of all these volcanoes, it's sort of like us in the Midwest. We get a tornado, we don't even move. Eh, alarms go off. Eh. Eh. It's like, everybody else is like, oh my gosh, we're going to die. <laughs> Well, it's the same thing with earthquakes over here and now fires. Like, oh, another fire? Yeah, we had a really good visual. I guess we won't be showing it. All right. Tune in next week. I can show this. I can show this. This is going to be part of my uh, – you can't really see it too well because it's on the screen behind me. But this – Why would you cover me up, though? What's that? Why are you covering me up back there? I mean, if I do that, you can't see the picture. Uh, what I saw there was pretty good. All right, all right. So we're driving back or flying back, excuse me, and we we come across California State Line in the airplane, and my wife looks down and she's like, "Dan, what is that?" And so, a good friend of mine, John, he's on the plane with us, and it's right actually at the place that we were going to talk about today for wildfires. Uh, it's right near Yosemite. So when here's the crazy thing: two weeks ago, when we got on the airplane. To go across, there was a family that was sitting in front of my uh, front of my row, and they had no other bags than just a, a small bag to carry on. And I said, "Hey, how you guys doing? Where are you going? And going home?" They said, "Yeah, we're going home. We were in Yosemite, and we were evacuated out of Yosemite. So they had gone 25 miles north to go on a hike on the on northern side of Yosemite National Park, and the fire had grown so quickly." in that one area that they could not drive back down south 25 miles to get their items. They had to leave their computers, their clothes, their bags, the toilets, everything. Everything had to be left there. And so I thought, that's crazy. Because what an, what a, what an incredible example of what it's going to be like when Jesus comes back to take his church. You're not going to be able to go back and get your computer and your Instagram. You're not going to be able to go back and take anybody and say, oh, wait, Jesus, hold on. I'm going to go back and get my my stuff to take with me. No, there's not gonna be any of that. When the time is there, the time is there, you're going to go. And so at that point, um, it doesn't mean that you don't have a chance again. It just means that it's going to be really difficult during that tribulation period. So I thought, man, what, what a crazy analogy that would be for us to talk about. And that is actually one of our earth news today. So it was pretty insane. Any thoughts? <laughs> I have no thoughts because I don't. I can't see anything. So it's just. But if you go to go to any any search engine site, I'm not going to mention which one that you should use. But if you go to any search engine site and look at the wildfire in California and look at aerial pictures of it, you'll be able to see how massive this is. I mean, it was covering hundreds of square miles. I mean, if you can see that from an airplane that vividly, <laughs> uh, it, it's a pretty serious thing. So. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's that's happening now in California. There's also another fire that we just found out about uh, in a different part of California. So this is what they what we talked about before. It's it's wildfire season. So, hey, did you hear about that earthquake that happened in Japan? Nope. No. 
I wish I could show it. <laughs> I wish I could show it. Hey, tell us it. I don't know. Tell you what. There you go. Oh, oh. For all those that you oh. want to see, you want to see any kind of, and uh, you want to see GJ up close and personal. There you go. But no, there was a there was a pretty big earthquake. Oh, that that's happened. enough. Oh, you don't want that. You don't want you that big. There you go. Thanks. And I don't know why I'm on this this side. What are you talking about? Yeah, because you're usually on that side. I'm on this side now. I feel right at home. Now you feel better. <laughs> I did that because when you when you point down to the end times that chat, you'll actually be pointing in the right direction. So. Anyway, that being said, hey, we're going to probably spend a little less time on the news today and talk more about the message. But I did want to mention a couple of things, and then I'll remind GJ of what he posted so he can talk about it too. But there was a really strong eruption at the Sakura Jima, I'm not saying that right, volcano. And the alert for the volcano was raised to a level five. There's actually been evacuations ordered in Japan. So if you're in that area and you're listening to us, please make sure you're safe, get to safety. But as I was just in an island that is full of volcanoes, I can tell you it's a little bit daunting when you're on an island and you've got no other place to go. <laughs> just saying. Oh, is that it? Is that the is that the no that's the fire in California? Oh, that's the fire in California. Um, yeah, I guess we could do that. I have because I have a picture. I'll show you the picture uh, right here. We get creative on this show. Look at that. Oh. Picture from the airplane right there. Yeah, good shot. Uh, but that one, I, I think, is probably the best one. Kind of shows where the fire is located, like yeah. right there. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Anyway, so this volcano in Japan, just be really careful. We haven't really talked a lot about volcanoes, GJ, because they we haven't. But uh, I think you know now they're kind of coming back on the scene again. So just be careful out there, peeps. Hey, uh, wars and rumors of wars. So GJ, you posted actually three. In this oh, section. Oh my goodness. And so you're probably gonna have to go back to your telegram and kind of look it up. But the <laughs> conversation between Israel's defense forces and the Palestinians that broke out last Thursday. You, you like popped a little video in there of a Molotov cocktail thrown at one of the trucks. Remember that? I do, but I can't find it right now. And oh, there it is. There it is. Whoops, there it is. We're going to get creative. Boom. Wow. I'm like, that dude kept on driving. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be getting the heck out of there myself. <clears throat> wow. That's insane. So I was between the Israel defense and the Palestinians. So. Tensions are rising there. We've talked about it last few weeks. Uh, again, we always say, keep your eye on Israel. Yes, especially when it comes to the Palestinian forces and any kind of other forces that are coming against Israel. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, there's somebody that I, I talk to on occasion about this, and, and he, he mentions to me that there is a Palestinian pastor so some of, you know, Jesus believing, Bible believing Palestinian, which there are many out there. So, and I, I just want to make sure people know we're not talking about anyone that is a believer, but those that are, and, and even some that are not believers that are not that negative towards Israel, but there are 
a couple of organizations, Palestinian organizations that have been attacking Israel for hundreds of years, and especially since they became a nation state back in 1948. So, but what he always mentions is, is that, oh, you don't know, this Palestinian pastor has always told me that Israel is the aggressor and they're constantly coming after Israel and doing, I'm coming after Palestinians. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm not here to discuss whether Israel is the aggressor or the Palestinians are the aggressor or the terrorist organizations. Just look at the history and where this all plays into the signs of what's coming because it will get worse. And at one point, when Jesus sets his foot back on the Mount of Olives, this is about the Battle of Armageddon, it's going to be all over for the forces coming against Israel and coming against, uh, coming against Christ. So anyway, just going to put that out there for everybody. And moving on. Moving on. Taiwan. They're in the news? Uh, yeah, they're in the news. Some kind of a war simulation. Yeah, so a few weeks ago they had the simulation. They called it a civil defense exercise drill. And then China's coming out and saying, if you come to Taiwan or support Taiwan, send uh, weapons or funds to Taiwan, we are going to lower the boom, so to speak. There it is right there. You can't really see it too well in the background, but here, how about I do this? Can you see that a little bit better? Yes. Good job. So, thank you. Talk about a simulation. <laughs> you understand that? So one feature of this year's drill was that we, we this, this is the guy narrating the video, that we incorporated wartime scenarios, scenes from the Russia-Ukraine war. We also simulated various scenarios involving mainland, mainland Chinese forces during this Min An number eight civil defense drill. So they are preparing there for whatever might be coming soon. And uh, I was reading another article about this, Gigi, I think that, because I was looking it up just to make sure what this whole civil defense thing was actually something that was happening. Because, uh, you know, sometimes you read things on Telegram, you're like, ah, I got to check that. And China is kind of holding back a little bit because they're still kind of monitoring and saying and seeing that it's more difficult than they probably thought to just go in and take over a country. Just saying. So that's uh, something that we were, we, we've been looking into. So why is this a big deal, though, TJ, Taiwan and China? Well, China is, has the Red Army, so China and Russia could be part of the, or I believe, and I know you believe, part of the Gog and Magog war, which descends upon Israel. The other thing is Taiwan makes the majority of the chips for computers and phones throughout the world control Taiwan, you control the chips. So that's another major focus that uh, all eyes on Taiwan, whether you're China or US or whoever else. And right now we're seeing, we're seeing, you know, delays and everything, cars, a lot, lot of equipment that depend on chips, which is virtually everything. Heavy equipment, that, like my brother, he's a general contractor, builder, and he ordered something like six, eight months ago. And it's still not in. Still not in? Still not ordered in. Six, eight months. Holy cow. Well, you actually, that's a great segue, by the way, GJ, into, from <laughs> CHIP. Because you also posted something about the European Chips Act, which I, I have it up on the screen behind me. 
let me just pop this a little bit bigger so we can uh, we can see it. But this is well. Tell me, tell us what this is because this is actually somebody that we've talked about quite a bit. Well, it's from the Economic Forum, and that's Klaus Schwab to the left, and uh, he's talking about how the chips of chip, they can chip the brain and basically control the brain, enhance it, monitor it. But the word I heard, control. Yeah. I mean, it's happening. I mean, it's out front and center. I mean, every week we talk about something. So anybody can say, oh, well, that's that'll never happen. It's happening. And it's happened right before our eyes. Yeah. Why don't we play a couple seconds of this? He kind of stutters a little bit because he's trying to talk English. But just would uh, like to highlight uh, what you said about the European uh, Chips Act, because uh, it's an important step to create the physical brain for digitalization and to have it located to a certain extent in Europe. I also, uh, your reference to the Club of Report, uh, Rome reports, the forum at that time uh, launched actually the Club of uh, Rome report. I'm not really sure what that whole global report thing was about, but that's um, Mr. Mr. Schwab himself talking about this chip and how now I did read a little bit about this these chips GJ and what I found out is that the reason why the the European Union is actually pushing for this chips act is because of some of the things that are happening in Taiwan and other parts of the country they're concerned that they will not have enough computer chips to be able to to use them for what they need them for and so of course Mr. Schwab's coming on the scene because his big deal as we've already heard, is they want to implant something in the brain where they can actually monitor your even even your emotions, how you feel, where you're going, what you're experiencing, and eventually, as as you just mentioned, control. So I thought that was uh, definitely an article. There's apparently one trillion microchips were manufactured around the world in 2020. Ten percent of the European, European Union's share of the global microchips market. market That's how much they have of the global mar- market. So anyway, they're talking about pushing that even more. So crazy, some crazy things going on. Well, they're also talking about rolling out the digital ID, which is a precursor. And uh, I think it's the same lady that talks about it that was in that video there. Yeah, yeah. So they're, you know, they're, gonna, they're doing all they can to roll that out across all the EU member states. How soon? I don't know. I think they're, they're trying to do it as fast as they can. Yeah. So that, this we have to keep our eye on that one because here's – I was talking to somebody yesterday. There was a, a – well, actually, you know him, Devin and Veronica. They were over here last night. and um, We saw them while you were gone. You saw them where? We, we went to – Oh, North shut North it down. North you North did North not North You did not come out North of here. Week. It was the best week ever. Shut it down. Did not <laughs> come out here. Dan and Tony weren't there. <laughs> okay i'm kidding i know you are so uh are you <laughs> anyway so they came over last night because they're taking back off to texas on thursday and we wanted to all see each other and since i've been studying <clears throat> my butt off and kind of getting over this thing and tanya's you know just pretty exhausted going back to work today they came over last night and they were talking to us about hey they she did some research and I need to be careful about what she was researching. I don't want to get kicked off. But if we do, and time stop chat, she was looking up some of the sports stars and soccer stars from around the world that have died, just all of a sudden died and mm-hmm. just caught 
from heart attacks. And that's when I brought up again, uh, and I was able to talk about it last night with both of them and said, hey, you know, in, in Revelation 18, where it talks about sorceries, the actual Greek word that is in the Greek interlinear, the Greek Bible is pharmakeia, which is translated as how where we get our word pharmacy from. And so, and how the mark of the beast that we've always talked about for the last two years, it could be that it's in you, not necessarily on you, right? But that they can measure it or measure it through the right hand and the forehead. So I'm just saying it's crazy stuff. When you think about it, you can go down a rabbit trail. We're not, I'm not saying it is what it is, but I mean, the scriptures are pretty clear when you go back to the original language. Very clear. And most people think, oh, that's way down. I mean, this, these are a lot of conversations I'm sure you've had. Well, that's way down the road or that'll never happen. And, and that's why we talk about it all the time because it's happening right for our eyes. My brother and I had a conversation yesterday. It's like <clears throat> just how accelerated everything has happened. And, you know, what do you do and how do you prepare and what's real, what's not real? And the one thing we know is God's word is real. And we're going to talk more about the message that we'll lead into. We're definitely in crazy times. Yeah. Hey, by the way, backing up to that EU uh, Chips Act, I saw something in this article uh, that really uh, caught my eye. And what it says there is that they're, they want to strengthen Europe's technological leadership, right? So they're trying to raise Europe's market share. And so what their plan is, is that they want to put in place a framework to increase production of these chips, their capacity to 20% of the global market. Take one guess what date, what year they're planning on doing that by. 9-11. No, 2030. Oh! I thought, holy cow, what is this? All? There's so much that are pl- is planned by 2030. 2030, 2030, 2030, 2030. The UN Initiative, 2030. Klaus Schwab's desire through World Economic Forum to kind of implant this stuff and become a complete utopia. 2030. Just saying. Well, here's something on that, and I'm sure we, I might get a little pushback from for this. Is first of all, this is a Shemitah year, so Shemitah year every seven years. So in the Jewish calendar, every seven years, and seven years it's like the start of a new year. So next year would be like start of a new year. So debts are forgiven. The crops, you know, or they, they take one year, I believe it's one year off. And so the, the ground can be renewed and they store. So they live off that. So we're at coming to the close of a, of a Shemitah year, which ends in September. And on the Jewish calendar, it's, you know, September, I believe it's the middle of September is when the new year starts. And so a couple of things come to mind is, all right, so we, we talk about Jesus coming back. and. The more I've dove into this, and a lot of the, you know theologians that talk about the rapture, they believe that Jesus is going to come back on a Jewish holiday, Jewish celebration. He's going to come back in a Semita year. So if he doesn't come back by September, then when is he going to come back? Now, I'm not saying dates. I'm not saying because I have no idea. And just when man thinks they know it, God's going to say, hey, I'll throw a curveball. So, so I want to be careful. So that everybody understands this. So if you look at, let's say Jesus doesn't come back between now and the middle of September, then you got a seven years. So that'd be 2029. 
So September 2029 would be the end of the, the next Shemitah year, which is this, you know the seven-year cycle. What makes sense to me is that, okay, right before 2030, so, the, so 2030 still could happen, even if things are delayed, even things are overcome. We just see it all coming to the precipice of of what's happening. And I'm, I'm like, and think about what's happened in the last two years. Think about seven more years of some of the craziness. And don't forget, GJ, that by 2033, which is three and a half years after the middle of 2029, is when YouTube, or not YouTube, your version, is planning on having the Bible translated into every language on the planet. So, uh, I mean, again, we're just throwing stuff out there for you to think about it. Uh, it's it's very coincidental that these dates are kind of lining up. We don't really know, like you said, GJ, when Jesus is coming back, nor will we even try to uh, venture a guess. But just be mindful that there are so many people out there, and Christians included, just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees that missed Jesus when he came the first time. And we don't want to we don't want to hold back some of this information from you because we don't want to be part of you potentially missing the second return of Jesus. So just, you know, put it out there. I think you're right. We we'll probably get some pushback on that, but hey, that's just the way it is. Hey, my, they're already calling. My wife's calling. Hey, go ahead, GJ, take the next one. So she so she's got pushback already. <laughs> Well, I don't even know what the next one is because you are in control. I will say this, going back to wars and rumors of war, North Korea accuses the U.S. of violating International Biological Weapons Treaty. So there's another, I find it ironic, North Korea is calling us out. Usually it's everybody else calling out North Korea. Right. Again, who's to say what's up? But I found that interesting, a little bit of interesting news. So. Uh, anyway, moving on. moving on. Another reason why I mentioned the whole thing about the soccer stars and the NFL stars that have died, and there have been hundreds, hundreds. There were 108 soccer, like worldwide soccer champions that just conked out, fell dead, heart attack, or whatever. What's that? On the field. On the field in 2021. That's just the one year. There's been more, way more than that that have actually died. And some of many of them, you don't even tell why they died. I was just watching something last night where there was a 14-year-old young man that died in what they called it was sudden, unexplained death in children. So now there's an actual term for it. It's called sudden, unexplained death in children. And this, uh, this young man just died. He woke up. He didn't wake up the next morning. No explanation whatsoever. Just the fact that he just died. And I thought, man, that's crazy. But Jesus did say, watch out for pestilences. I can use that word because that's a good King James word. And I won't get booted off for it. But there's another pestilence that has been making the news recently. And it's called monkeypox. There is uh, a global map that you can actually look up. And I can post. This is actually on the CDC's website. So I can actually post that. I'll put it in the comments right now. And it is a global outbreak map of monkeypox as in 2022. So as of right now, there's a total of about 19,000, a little less than 19,000 total confirmed cases all over the world. And I think there's been, I want to say, don't quote me on the number, but a thousand deaths so far 
in the world from this. Now, here's the here's the interesting part about this, GJ, is that this particular virus is impacting a certain, how shall I say, group group of people in society. And then there were two children that actually had died from this that they were confirmed to also have a strong connection to that same group of people in society. And I'm not saying that this is God's judgment. Uh, that's not for me to decide or determine, but I'm just saying that uh, it's something that Jesus said, you need to watch out for this. It's one of the things that are signposts the beginning of the end. So be careful out there. Just going to say that, pop that out there. But one thing going back to like being ready for the return of Jesus, some people are I mean, some people are dying today. I mean, right now, somewhere in the world. So to me, you always have to be ready. And like I told my brother yesterday, I said, the one, number one thing is is we can prepare for certain things, but there's certain things, we, no matter what we do, we'll never be prepared enough or prepared long enough. The one thing that I pray for is people are ready for whatever happens in their life to go to heaven versus going to hell. Because you got two options. Hell or heaven? Heaven, hell. Which one? You pick. There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. And a lot of people tend to skirt that to the side. I know we're convicted. Like, <laughs> you got two options. So are you ready? Are you ready? Couple, couple of quick things before we get into the message, GJ, and then I'll, I'll have you start off because of what you were sharing over text this morning. There's been several governments that have been having some massive issues recently. One of them, Italy, the prime minister actually resigning from his position, uh, Mario Draghi, I think is how you say his name. Pakistan is having some major, major uprisings. You've got Sri Lanka, where there are thousands and thousands of people that took over the presidential palace, and the president actually fled the country. What other countries that are out there having those massive issues? Can't remember. Well, the Netherlands. The Netherlands. Bill. Uh, it's starting to happen around the world. So some pretty major uprisings happening. So another thing that we need to be mindful of, because as those governments and countries begin to crumble, somebody's going to have to take over leadership. I just uh, was reading an article about Pakistan that said something about that Pakistan could eventually be split up into three different kingdoms, which will then be united again. Uh, which I thought that's kind of interesting. Thought that was something that we should be paying attention to. Yeah, uh huh. Things are making go. <laughs> but that's, I found this on the web. What in the world? I, I'm getting talked to by all these different things right now. Anyways, those are voices in Dan's head. I'm just saying. voices in Dan's head that happen to sound like Siri. So <laughs> the one last thing that I, you, <laughs> I think you put a chip this. in your head, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't have any chips up there. I don't have a lot of things up there. Maybe some rocks. You are the smartest man alive. Just, so. Uh, so you posted this, and I thought, this is crazy. I thought I just wanted to show this commercial. It's up on the screen behind me. And um, I'll just play it, and then we'll talk about it. Hey, tap into the I never head out without my New York City tap water. Hot outside. I urge every New Yorker to drink up. Tap water is the best. What the heck? <laughs> so that's the New York City mayor. And I'm like, what? what? <clears throat> I don't know all the, the meaning behind that, but I just thought that found that very strange. 
what are they doing to the water was the first thing that I thought. I'm not saying they're doing anything. I'm just saying. Things that make you go. And that one certainly made me do that. I, I was like, you know, I, my mind went to the same place because you and I think alike in that. But I thought, man, that I never read an article about the fact that they've got a, apparently billions of gallons of water that they've they've collected and and made clean, like they've purified it. And I'm thinking, what did they purify it with? Hmm. Why would they want everybody to drink the cool? I mean, water. <laughs> yeah, the Kool Aid. So anyway, that's all the news we got for today, and we'll have the technical stuff fixed next week. But GJ, you shared something this morning. I thought, man, this is going to go great with what I have to share from Revelation. But mm -hmm. uh, go ahead and, and walk us through what you what you said me this morning. Well, you know, I do a I do a daily devotional, and I usually do a couple. So one, I'm reading the Bible cover to cover. I'm a little behind where I need to be. <clears throat> and then I do another one with our good friend, Brian Benary and his son, Josh. So this one just jumped right out at me because one of the things that people I've seen and I've seen reactions and things that I've listened to is like, okay, I don't want to hear about all this bad stuff. So like oh, a lot of the stuff we talk about is bad. And of course, we, we do our best to have fun with it in spite of it and find joy in it. And, and then some of it's just, Hey, here's something to be aware of. Here's something to be a pay, pay attention to. I learned a long time ago from my, one of my mentors, Coach Dale Brown, is you have to be vigilant every single day in whatever you do. And as soon as you're not vigilant, then there's complacency will set in. When complacency sets in, typically bad things happen. So one of the things that uh, jumped out at me today was today's message. And there's three Bible verses, and I'll just read them, and then we can talk a little bit more. One is Isaiah 43, 2, Romans 8, 35 to 39, and Joshua 1, 9. So um, when you go through deep waters, so I feel like we've all gone through deep waters lately, <laughs> the last couple of years, I will be with you. <clears throat> when you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. And then thinking about all the fires, that are happening around the globe right now, that really um, drew me in. And the second one is Joshua 1.9. And this is God talking. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And then in Romans 8.35-39, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us? If we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or, <clears throat> or threatened with death, as the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. <clears throat> no, dis no despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, not, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, before I move on, thoughts, Dan? You know... When I was reading these three scriptures, I thought of a couple things. One, 
Every single person on the planet is looking for some kind of encouragement. And when they can't find it, or when they feel like they can't find it, some people even give up. I was watching a, a video of a, uh, I think it was a boxer or an MMA fighter this morning that won his bout. And when he, when he picked up the microphone, he said, I'm dedicating this because I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning to the news that one of my buddies had committed suicide. And I won this and I'm dedicating this to him. And he said, there's a stigma in the world that says that men can't talk, that men are not supposed to talk about what they feel, what they're going through. And what he said was, is he said, I would rather have had my buddy cry on my shoulder than to me cry at his funeral. And I thought, how poignant is that? There are so many people going through these deep waters and some of us don't want to share it. We don't feel like we can share it. We don't feel like we have anybody to share it with. But it says when you walk through that fire of, of oppression and you have Christ in your life and by your side, you will not be burned up. Those flames. Will not be I thought that was incredibly poignant. But then you added Joshua 1, 9 about not being discouraged. Don't be afraid because if you put your trust in God, he'll, put, he'll go with you wherever you go. And then when you talk about the fact that even, even death itself cannot separate you from God's love, I'm thinking, how, can, God, can God transcend even what we may do to our mortal bodies and grab a hold of our spirits and say, hey, I loved you all along. I was here for you. Here's an opportunity for you to receive me. And if you do that now, then enter into my rest. I don't know. I don't know the answers to these questions, GJ, but what I do know is God's love is there for us. It has always been there for us, and it is up for us to receive it. We don't have to do anything to, we cannot do anything to earn it. We cannot do anything to say, you know, God, if I can just invoke you to come down and then you can be here with me and listen to what I have to say. We don't need to do that because his presence is there with us. Nothing can separate us from that love that God has for us. And uh, so my heart went out to that uh, MMA boxer who this next week is going to be sitting at his buddy's funeral and he's wishing he could have done something. And so you and I, you know, we, we've been doing this for almost two years. We're hoping that this, would, this message will reach out into somebody's heart uh, every single time we buy it and, and just be encouraged that nothing, Nothing can separate you from God's love. All you need to do is receive it. So, I mean, I'll have more to say about that in a minute, GJ, but that's kind of the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that this morning. Good insights. So, in Papa, Papa's Papa Reynolds Bible, I wrote this on June 3rd, 2000, <clears throat> no one can separate us from the love of God. And obviously, we just touched on that in the verses. We also touched upon it from what you said. And when we look at it through man's lens, like, why would God do this? Why would God want this? You know, God, God looks at things very much, very different. And, and this is another, this is my number one takeaway at church on Sunday, is God looks at his enemies differently than we do. He looks to bring them closer so he can bring them toward him. And that jumped out. It's like, even our enemies, like, we don't want to have anything to do with our enemy. We talk about all these wars and rumors of war, and and some of it we know is real, and some of it may not be real. It's just a rumor. The one thing that really hit home is God looks at things so much different. 
and use it good. Even though we look at it maybe bad or evil, God will turn that to his his good. And it, I know sometimes it's very hard to, to wrap our heads around that, especially when we may not be living the life that we thought we would be living or the life that we knew God had in store for us. Uh, and, it's like, and then looking at all the things I've done or all the things that I've done for, you know, I've sinned in. God is a forgiving God and God is a God of love in spite of what a lot of people try to portray God as. And we cannot even consume the amount of love that he has for it. We can't even comprehend it. So no matter where you're at in life right now, no matter what's going on or no matter how bad it is, and we can all attest that the last few years have been difficult to some degree for all of us. And the uncertainty and the anxiety and the mental dynamics that have gone on uh, with separation and isolation and feeling that, that feeling of alone, uh, those are things that I've seen over and over and over. And <clears throat> on our website, anxiety is the number one search term. Wow. Wow. And you know, whether it's somebody looking for help for somebody they care about or themselves, there there's a sign right there. So again, God looks at things a lot different than we do. And, you know, moving on, you know, God is always nearest. And the an author from the 18th century, Samuel Johnson, he wrote, people need to be reminded. So part of what we're doing is reminding, reminded more often than they didn't need to be instructed. Mm-hmm. So reminded that there is hope, there is love. God does love you. And if you had a bad father or no father at all, God is the ultimate father. And we can lean into him. Learning new things keeps us sharp and helps us improve ourselves. There's so much that we are already that we already have learned. We just choose not to either apply it or remember it. One of those things we need to remember is just how near God is to us. Here's some hope-filled truth to remember. There's never a place we can go where his presence won't be there. First, he's in our yesterday, he's in our today, and he's in our tomorrow, all at the same time. He rejoices over us, rewards us, blesses us, and smothers us with his forgiveness and grace every day. Throughout the day, in addition to the good, there is no tragedy we'll face, no hardship we'll endure, and no adversity we'll encounter where God is not with us, steadily holding us up with his mighty, righteous, and perfect right hand. That is so good, man. Pound it. (laughs) You know, and right now what we're really doing is we're speaking to people that don't know Christ. And then what I also want to do today, GJ, is I wanted to talk to those who do know Christ. They're in the church. They're working hard. They're doing what they think is right. And as we move through the book of Revelation in chapter 2, in the first seven verses, it talks about the church of Ephesus. Now, the church of Ephesus was one that everything started off really great for them in the conversation. God was, Jesus was saying to the church in Ephesus, they were doing everything, they were doing everything right. But what he left off with was, is that, hey, you even have some other things that I, that other churches don't have. But the one thing that I have against you is you have lost your first love. And so I did a little digging into this about 20 years ago. I I pulled it up last night as I was preparing for this today. 
And when I think about the first love, there's a lot of discussion that scholars have had and Bible scholars have had and theologians over the years about what that first love is. I think it's pretty clear, in my opinion, because the first love we should have is for God himself and for his son. You know, it says in Matthew 22, verse 37, uh, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And so when Jesus said that to us as the instruction, that was our first love. That is our first love. And But then he goes in to say the second greatest thing is, uh, the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. But when I think about the Church of Ephesus, I mentioned this a couple of weeks back, that the one thing that they really lacked, uh, one thing that they really had issues with was neglected priorities. So the priority that Jesus was asking of them was to love God above all else. But what they had done is they had replaced that love of God with the works that they were doing. They had replaced that love of God with all the things that they were pointing out that they should be against. The first love um, that they had neglected, I mean, that, that's really the central issue, right? When our love for God diminishes, many problems develop that have no solution except a return to loving God. And so there, uh, and we were having this conversation last night, Devin and I and Veronica and Tanya, where we were talking about- oh, that without us, by the way. Well, I mean, I mean, all you need to do is buy that plane ticket and get a loan. And when you get that loan, then you come on out. We'll tell, we got the rest covered. <laughs> Everything else will be taken care of. All you need to do is worry about the loan to pay for the airfare. Um, in Revelation 2, 1 to 7, the Church of Ephesus was dealing with neglected priorities. That's, where I, that's what I really want to say. They had lost their first love. The one they had for God, which was replaced with other things. The church in Ephesus had tried to substitute that first love with their own efforts, which is why I really loved what we first said in the very beginning. Is uh, from what you were talking about, GJ, is that we we really do try to do this on our own, but all we really need to do is accept that God's love is right there and he will walk us through everything we go through. Doesn't mean we're not going to go through anything bad, but he'll walk through that with us and give us the strength. We can be tireless in what we do for God, but if we do not focus our priorities on loving God and loving others, then we have lost what the message of the gospel is all about. It's quite amazing how we can actually rationalize our lack of love by emphasizing what we do for God. And churches can appear outwardly to be all God wants them to be and do, but inwardly be cold and indifferent towards the Lord himself. So that's why I really believe that um, the first love and this love that you're talking about, that nothing can separate us from the love of God, that becomes the highest priority in our life. There should be the highest priority in life is to love God with everything we are. Why? Because nothing can separate us from the God, love that God has for us. So don't put anything in the way, even our own, our own efforts. So anyway, that's uh, when we speak to, we're speaking to two different groups of people, right? We first started off talking about those who need to know who Jesus is, accept that love that God has given to us. And all we need to do is to not only accept that love, but then to accept the forgiveness that comes with that love. Because it was because of that love that Jesus has for us that he walked to the cross and was crucified and he was buried and then God raised him back to life again. It's because of that love that we have the forgiveness offered to us. And all we need to do is accept that he is the son of God and accept that forgiveness, accept his love into our life. 
and allow him to invade our hearts with the same kind of love that we can then share with others. So, Gigi, I'll go ahead and take it from there. Maybe, um, you know, whoever decides to pray, whether it's you or me, it doesn't matter, but why don't you lead us in a prayer too? Well, one thing, and this is still part of the devotional that ties in, when you experience fear and wonder why God won't remove it from you, know that he hasn't given you a spirit of fear and to love, power, and a sound mind, that nothing can separate us from his love and presence always and forever. He is nearest. So a lot of times we start to go to why isn't God doing this? Instead of asking, the, the, to me, the, the question is, what can I learn from this versus why is God not doing this or why is God leaving me alone? God is not leaving us alone. And there's always a lesson. And, and, and I know you and I have had this conversation and me and Lita have this. It's like anytime we're moving forward, we look at the things that could trip us up or get in the way or didn't work the way we thought they would. And we go back and like, I'm glad that did not work out. I'm glad that was not the door that opened up. Glad that door sh- was shut and sometimes slammed. And I look back and some of the toughest times in my life, actually with a tremendous building block for blessings to come. <clears throat> and that may or may not be the case for you. And so the thing is, what do you do about it? Well, number one is be in God's word, the Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, a hard, hard copy, I, I challenge you to get one because, you know, phones don't always work. Or you can go to the version Bible app and download it in different languages and different versions. And uh, as we've shared on this show, we use different versions just to get the, the full understanding of whatever it is that we're going through or what we're wanting to learn or what we want to talk about. Then, um, and being in prayer. And be in constant prayer. And sometimes you, you, it's like, well, what do I pray for? Well, just pray for that you hear God's voice. You know, if you if you sit in silence and you're asking for God's presence, you'll feel it. You'll hear it at some point. It may not be an audible, uh, but you'll know if you really give God the time. And that's another thing is I think a lot of times we don't give God enough time, which is, goes back to what you're saying, Dan, is, you know, we're too busy in life. We're do, 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 constantly go, go, go. Well, when you do, 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 what do you get? You get do, do. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> That's true. That's it. And nobody wants do, do. <laughs> they side out. <laughs> so so wherever you're at in life, God is there for you. And if you're watching this right now at the 55-minute point, <laughs> they're, they're, God is talking to you right now. There's a reason why you're here. And God cares about you. God loves you. And no matter what's going on in your life, good or bad, here's what I, I always look at. Anytime something bad's happening in my life, I'm like, okay, what can I learn from this? So now I, I ask the questions, what can I learn from this? How do I move forward in this? And sometimes those, these things happen because you've got to rely on God to get through it. you got to rely on God to make it through that tough time. Amen. And sometimes it may be a long season. Sometimes it's a short season. Sometimes it's an unknown season, which creates that doubt and fear. And that's what Satan wants to throw at us. But God is there. So what are you doing to lean into him? And so those are the questions that I ask. And the one thing that I constantly tell myself is that no matter how bad it is, 
I know heaven is the best. The worst part of heaven is the best part of here on earth. So it's so much better in heaven. And that's where I choose to, to be. So today is, are you sure you're going to heaven? <clears throat> and if you're not sure, what, do you want to be sure? And post in the comments, you know, hey, I I want to be sure. Or I'm, I'm unsure. Or I am sure. Because there's people watching this. There are people, I mean, we're amazed how God has used this show to impact a lot of people's lives. And it continues to grow. And we're not even marketing this show. We do no marketing. That's all God's hands. And me and Dan know how to market. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, we're just putting it out. We're just being obedient. So right now at the 57-minute mark, you're watching, you're listening. God has a plan for you. And you don't have to know what that that plan is. You don't even have to know how it's going to come about. All you got to know is who. And the who is Jesus. Leaning into Jesus. And all you have to do is acknowledge that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, that we are all full of sin and ask for forgiveness of any sin that you're committing or have committed. Ask for for, for direction, and God will give you that direction. He will change you. He will make you anew. There is a process. It's an everyday process. However, God will clean your heart. So are you asking Jesus to come into your heart, be Lord, your Lord and Savior? and ask for forgiveness. It's that simple. We tend to make it difficult. And that's what man does. And that's what Satan does is like, hey, you can't do that. Why would God care about you? Look at all the stuff you've done or all these different things that are going on. So God loves you. I know Dan loves you. I love you. I thank you for paying attention and listening because that's right there. God is speaking to you. And go check out any of the things we talk about. I mean, we're just passing it on. We're just being obedient and sharing what we see and uh you know what is god telling you so let's let's uh bow our heads in prayer whether you know jesus or don't know jesus you can always recommit so father we thank you for this opportunity i recognize that you are our our lord and savior god of all might god almighty and you are there and you're near as as we shared today i ask that you come into my heart I ask for forgiveness for all any sins or any of the sins I've committed, whether in the past or even today. I pray for the right direction and that you open open me up, clean my heart out so that I can be anew and that I can focus on you and, and make you my number one love. Lord, I thank you for all the protections, all the covering, so that I can at least get to this point, Lord. You know the direction. I ask for the right direction that you have for me, the right purpose that you have for me, so that I can be a light for you in the kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. <laughs> that sounds like Louis Armstrong. I did. I was trying to be a stay up with you with Barry White. Hey, what's up, baby? Uh, you can find us on Spotify and iTunes podcast, at least for now. And our goal is we are marching to a billion people for Jesus. Today is your day of salvation. Don't wait because tomorrow might be too late. And um, you can find us at endtimes.chat. I just had to get a last commercial in before we signed off. (laughs) And as I said, he's a marketer. Marketer.
Anyway, so you're you're way bigger, bigger of a marketer than me. I'm just saying. I'm not. Yeah, you are. Not. You're the best marketer in the world. Wow, I like that. That sounds really good. I love you. Jesus is the best marketer. <laughs> yeah, actually, he is the best marketer, and he didn't have to. And what he did to market was uh, not anything that we're willing to do. He went to the cross. This is the best marketer of all. Anyway, he put his money where his mouth was. That's for sure. God bless you guys. We will see you next week. Unless we see you in heaven, hopefully. Make sure you make sure you are watching the news. Keep an eye out for what's going on. And make sure you put your trust where it belongs. And that's in Jesus himself. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.